Hey, welcome to the Ignite Movements podcast, where we're helping church leaders think beyond a one ministry mindset to a multiplication mindset. If you haven't caught our past episodes, I hope you'll go back and catch up on those. Uh, Make sure you hit like and subscribe uh, to the podcast so you'll get all of our latest content, which comes out on the first Wednesday of the month. This uh, episode, we're excited to have with us Gary Schwinke. Gary Schwinke is the worship leader here at our Irwin campus. And so, Gary, thanks for being with us today. Hey, thanks for having me on. Glad to be here. Looking forward to talking about some discipleship. Yeah, one of the things you hear us talk about all the time is laying a disciple-making foundation for your church, especially if you're planting a church. But I can tell you that, honestly, even after you've planted a church, if you haven't laid that foundation, you can still go back and put that foundation in place. It's, it's, it's not not easy. It's not always fun to do that, but it can be done. And so that's what we want to talk about today. As we've talked about in previous episodes, one of the reasons this concept of laying a disciple-making foundation is so important is because people aren't necessarily looking for a church or, or, or people who aren't in church aren't, aren't feeling compelled to go to church anymore. Uh, and so we had that strategy there for a while that, okay, let's, let's try to do church better. Uh, let's try to be more engaging uh, and that kind of thing. Uh, and, and so maybe people will come. Maybe people will say, okay, I would like to be in church. And so then I'm, I'm going to try to find a church that I think is more interesting than the one I left and quit going to or whatever. But what we're finding is, is people aren't just waking up today that, that where church is not a part of their world. They're not just waking up and saying, uh, man, I, I kind of feel like today is the day that I'm going to start incorporating church in, in, into my world. And so uh, that, 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 that is a, that's a strategy that maybe worked 20 years ago, but honestly, I'm not sure I'm not sure we should have been working it 20 years ago. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe we should have always kind of been focused on how Jesus went about making disciples uh, as opposed to relying on that. But not that, not that we can't do a good job at church. Right. And I think that's important, too, not to totally discount the value of having uh, a, well, a well put together service, uh, a well rehearsed band, a, a speaker that speaks well. Um, because I know for me, like when I first started coming back to church, I was out of church for a long time. And when I came back, like, I really, like you said, wasn't really looking for a cooler church. I had been to small churches, big churches, mega churches, and everything in between. And for me, I really didn't know what I was looking for at the time. Um, what I really, at the core, was looking for, I found out later, was those true connections, those, those real uh, relationships, genuine relationships. But at the same time, I can remember coming and being blown away by the musicians that were on stage, not just because they were great musicians, but they were really worshiping as well. So, so there is something to be said for that. But like you said, that can only go so far for people who, who really have seen it all, been there, done that. You know What they're really looking for, whether they realize it or not, I think is genuine relationships and, and those deep spiritual conversations that lead to those growing relationships with Jesus. Yeah, so it's going to start with those connections that they make where they live, work, and play with a, a true Christ follower who understands what it means to make disciples. It's going to, it's going to have to start with that. So yeah, another reason that I think this is important is because this strategy of, of making disciples that make disciples, it's pandemic proof, it's, it's economic uh, proof, it's persecution proof. Like no matter what you're going through, like again, that, that corporate gathering is really important. It's, it's an important aspect, but what are the things that, that we can go forward with and continue to make a difference no matter what going on in the world. And really a disciple making foundation is something that can happen no matter what. And so why wouldn't we invest in the one thing that can make, make disciples and continue to make disciples and see life change no matter what's going on in the world? 
So obviously this is important, but what is a disciple-making movement? What it is, is it's, it's equipping discipleable people to have spiritual conversations to the point that they are leading people spiritually all the way till those people are leading someone else spiritually as well. Right. Yeah, and it's not really, we don't want you to think of it as like a program of where you have to have this, this canned speech or this canned presentation written out. of. You know, a lot of us were taught that way growing up. It's like, well, you have to present it this way and you have to get a confession before you leave them that day or you failed. And like, that's not what it is at all. It's, it's more about building those relationships with people to where you can have real, genuine, deep conversations with people and help move them along, you know, to, to maybe from, you know, maybe they don't, believe in Jesus at all and now they're starting to and then maybe the next conversation they're they're interested maybe in, in learning more about Jesus so it's it's it takes time you know and it's not an immediate like here we go here's the gospel make a decision like it's that's not how it works it's, it's not it's, a workbook it's, yeah. it's not just a class it's you know it's 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 a relational uh, spiritually guiding other people, yeah. yeah. One of the things we have to talk about that's really, really important, I think, when we're talking about this concept of disciple-making is what we mean when we use that word because it, it elicits a lot of, of thoughts in people's heads. One of the thoughts that people typically have is going deeper. Uh, more classes, more programs at church, uh, really more time at church, less time uh, out in the community, uh, building relationships, uh, because that's where you grow. And so when we talk about disciple-making, a lot of times, uh, people say, yeah, yeah, that's why, that's why it's so important for us to make disciples. So we're growing people by, by uh, teaching them more and by having more classes for them. And, and that's how we're discipling people. But you have to understand disciple making is the entire process. Uh, it, it, it's that process from evangelism to walking with them until they are leading someone else as well. Uh, and so, so many times we miss that aspect and we just focus on, we, we think there's evangelize and there's grow. Uh, and those two things are separate. But Jesus doesn't talk that way. He talks about just making disciples, leading them from, from where they are not a follower of Christ till they are a follower of Christ and they're leading someone else to be a follower of Christ. Yeah, and that's that's what's important. Like you said, going going walking with those people through every step of the process, you know. Uh, we often think that once we get them to the where they're, you know, ready to ready to accept Christ and ready to be baptized, then we kind of just, okay, well you're good to go or here's a bunch of information for you. And like really for us, you know, that it doesn't stop there. The relational discipleship um, area doesn't stop there. You you keep going once that's over because I think that's what's happened to a lot of us in the past is we got baptized and then we're like Good luck to you. And so we didn't really have those people come alongside us and, and show us how to walk with Jesus even after the fact. So like you said, before and during and after, it's all part of the process. Yeah, we've disjointed the process. It's, it's you know, somebody leads you to Christ or you hear about Christ or you fill out a card and you make a decision. There's, no, there's nobody else involved in that. Nobody's with you. Then we hope to pass you off to somebody or we hope to get you enrolled in a class. And those two things don't often happen as opposed to somebody walking with you leading you to Christ, then leading you on to the next step. And, and, and there's, there's no gap there when, when you take that approach. Right. And we talk about, you know, next steps a lot. And we, we, you'll hear us say this all the time of like, no matter where you are in your relationship with Jesus, you have those next steps to take. And, and, but for some reason we, we have been told or taught that at that baptism stage, like, that's it. Like now you're on your own, you know, but we still have so, so many t next steps to take after that. And we need people to come alongside us and say, Hey, Here's the mistakes I've made. Here's what you can do. Here's the things I've learned. Here's here's maybe this will work for you. So you know after that after that moment of, of accepting Jesus, that's a huge part where people need to be discipled even further. So what are the key components to to, to laying that disciple making foundation? Well, the first thing is the right people, and so this is this is this is. 
possibly the hardest part, honestly, because you're not just looking to sign a bunch of people up. You're not just looking to make an announcement. Uh, this isn't a program. This isn't a class that you expect everybody to take. You're, you're looking through your church and honestly outside your church as well as you rub elbows with people. You're going to run across people who are missional, who are listening to the Holy Spirit, who have a vibrant walk with Christ. And you're going to realize, man, this is a person that God is working in. This is a person who's ready to be used by God to make disciples that make disciples. So, you know, you're not looking for to sign 40 people up. You're not looking to sign 20 people up. Uh, you probably aren't looking to sign 10 people up. You need to be thinking in terms of, uh, you know, Jesus had 12 disciples uh, and, and you're not Jesus. So let's scale it back a little bit, you know, but he spent most of his time with three people. So, I mean, honestly, if you've got eight people in your church or you've got eight people around you that you feel like that are, are really uh, are listening to the Holy Spirit, have that vital walk with Jesus, and, and they're ready to rock and roll, like then, then, then you bring them together and it's like bringing hot coals. And the reason that you're, the reason you're talking about the right people is because uh, you're, bringing, you're bringing hot coals together and piling them up on top of each other, which is going to create a lot of, uh, a lot of synergy uh, in, in your disciple-making culture. Yeah, and that's huge. You know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't really sound right to say less time with more pe or yes, more time with less people yeah. produces greater results. I can't even say it right. Less time uh, with all people. Yeah, less time with all people. <laughs> but more time with less people, yeah. you wouldn't think would produce greater results. But what that does is it really equips those people to do it really well. Mm -hmm. And those people can go out to more people and, and it and it spreads, like you're saying, with the coals. You get those people that are really hot and those coals are gonna spread yeah. uh, really, really fast. Yeah. Uh, and one of those key ways that we can do that is through our accountability with those few people. You know, it's, it's easier to have accountability with two or three people, to have those guys each week that are gonna call me and say, hey, what kind of spiritual conversation you've been having this week? Like, hey, you, you mentioned that guy at work. Have you had a chance to, to talk to him yet? Hey, here's some questions maybe you can ask him. Or what kind of questions do you think you could ask this guy to maybe help him, you know, in those next steps with Jesus? So in, in, in this process, like accountability is huge just to kind of give us all that little nudge we need because we can get complacent. We can get lazy. And, and if we're not praying for those things to happen, or if we're not looking for those things to happen and, and don't have those people that say, hey, you know, how's this going? We, we can get a little, we can get a little lazy. We're, we're humans. That's what we do. So yeah, another key in laying this disciple-making foundation is disciple-making principles. And so when you're getting these folks together, when you're getting these hot coals together every other week or so, you're not only holding them accountable, you're not only asking them about their spiritual conversations, coaching them on how they're doing with their spiritual conversations and trying to help them think through how they could maybe uh, take that to the next level, but you're also instilling in them uh, disciple-making principles and even detoxing some of the things that people have thought in the past uh, to clear some of that out of the way so they can become more effective. And so it's really important. We're not talking about canned presentations. We're not talking about uh, memorized gospel presentations that you just kind of wedge into a conversation, whether the opportunity is there or not. Uh, we're not talking about that kind of thing. We're talking about just tools that as the Holy Spirit leads in conversations, you just kind of, just those just kind of flow out of you. You just kind of plug those in uh, in the moment. And this is why I think it's really, really important. We've plugged this before, but go to ignitediscipleship.com, go to the training tab, go to training events and sign up for um, the Ignite 2 uh, seminars. They'll, they'll automatically give you uh, access to watch the Ignite 1 uh, video so you can catch up for that. But I'm telling you that that's the beginning of the process of really beginning to assemble these tools. Right. Yeah. And there's so many tools in there. And I think the, the most important one that we have is the Holy Spirit. And we talk about the Holy Spirit a lot and in before I really got into uh, this this Ignite movement type discipleship, like I really didn't understand really how that worked. But after seeing it in action, like I've come to believe too that that is the most important tool we have. Because like you're saying, 
the Holy Spirit helps us know where where uh, the Holy Spirit is at work. And so sometimes with different people, it looks different ways. So we can't go in there with every single person with the same mindset, with the same list of questions. Like everybody's different. And, and so in those moments, it is super important to be ahead of time praying that the Holy Spirit will be at work for one. We've got to do that. And then once we're there, really doing a good job of speaking, but also listening while those other people are speaking and listening to those prompts from the Holy Spirit to know what to say, what to ask, or sometimes just shut up. Because yeah. that, that's a hard one for us, you know, for, for us that like to talk. And it's like, well, let me tell you all this. Let me, let me give you all the information I have just as quickly as I can. And sometimes it just takes someone that they, someone to listen and just be quiet for a minute. Yeah. And, and honestly, some of these principles will probably do entire podcasts on at some point. That one is probably, probably one because it is just so, so crucial. And the amazing thing about it, I think, is it trains the, per, the people that you're discipling to disciple other people. It trains them to really, in a way that's going to grow them like, like never before. Because what happens is they're going into all their situations throughout the day, and partly because of the accountability that they're going to have every other week when they meet with you. Uh, but, but they're going into every situation praying and asking uh, God, reveal to me what's, you know, what you're doing here. Uh, and and as, as God begins to reveal that, and, and they begin to get into these conversations, and they get knee-deep in people's lives that it's, it's a mess, then they're just begging God, God, speak to me right now. I need to know what's the next question I need to ask. What's the little part of my testimony I need to share right now? And and they, you, you talk about like a church full of people who are like plugged into the Holy Spirit, just begging the Holy Spirit for guidance day in, day out, every moment. And what happens is, is it creates a voracious appetite for the Word of God in them. Because whereas they used to come to church and they would sit in the pew and basically, you know, they don't say this, but it's kind of like, well, impress me. Uh, instead, it's much more this attitude of, wow, I ran into a buzzsaw this week and, 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 and I, don't, I don't know what to share with this person. I'm meeting with this person on Tuesday and like I need every bit of the Word of God. I need every bit of, of help and instruction I can get. And all of a sudden, every time they, they hear the Word or get in the Word themselves, they're so hungry for it. And so what you see is, is they grow way more because they are developing this habit of listening to the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And, and the other side of that, what you see is when you go into those moments and you know you're going into those hard moments and you're thinking, I don't know what I'm going to say to this person. And then you come out of that conversation and you think back and was like, where did that come from? Mm. And you know that came that didn't come from yourself. That didn't come from your own strength. That didn't come from your mind or from your mouth. It was just like, where did that come from? And you realize it was the Holy Spirit at work in that moment. And that gives you the hunger as, as the disciple maker of like, man, this works. But it also takes the pressure off you to make you realize like, hey, this isn't all on me. Like, I just need to show up and be present and let the Holy Spirit do its work. And when it does, man, it just, it blows me away every time. And it makes me hungry to like have more conversations. All right. And the last key I think that we want to talk about today uh, in terms of laying that disciple making foundation is coaching. Uh, It's turning the corner from just meeting with them, uh, having them share their stories, you giving them information with disciple making tools like we talked about, disciple making principles. But actually like digging into their stories and what they're facing and what they're going through and coaching them through that process to help them understand 
you know, how could that have gone differently? A lot of times when we're coaching people, they'll talk about, well, I was having this great conversation and all of a sudden it just evaporated, you know? And so then at that moment, you can look at them and say, well, you know, let's, let me ask some questions. Let me see, you know, what, what steps did you take? What things did you do? Um, and there's certain things that tip, typically shut conversations down. So you can begin to share those and, and, and coach them up, or maybe they share they had a great conversation with somebody and, and, uh, and, and you're going to help coach them. Okay. How do you go back to that? How do you re-engage that conversation? Or what are you going to do to help help that go to the next level at this point? Uh, and so that's that extra touch that pushes things. We actually call this whole process at our church accelerate, and that's that's one of the things that really accelerates. It makes it go so much faster uh, because you're actually walking with that person, and whereas sometimes the ball gets dropped, you're asking them, "What could you be doing next to take that a step further?" Yeah, coaching does a few things. You know, coaching allows you to kind of play Monday morning quarterback. You know, you listen to their story and it's like, oh, well, you should have done this. Well, hindsight's always twenty twenty, of course. But what that allows you to do is for the next time, say, hey, you know, maybe, like you said, you know, think about this question or think about that. Because it's always easier, it seems like, from an outsider's perspective than when you're in the moment sometimes to really think of what you should have done. Uh, but as coaches, too, it, it gives you a chance to really, like, put the pressure on people. And and what that does, I found, or what it did for me, is it really, like we talked about, strengthened my um reliance on the Holy Spirit because like I you know whoever was coaching me would say hey by next week I need you to have at least one spiritual conversation with somebody and it was like oh man how am I going to do that and so how you do that is like I said before you pray for those things you pray for those conversations and and you'll be surprised when you do that how many conversations come your way not just one but you'll probably have a few during that week and it's like again like wow you know where did those come from well, we know this idea of laying a disciple-making foundation can be a little bit overwhelming sometimes. We've all been trained really well to put on good services. We've been trained to uh, put on programs and lead Bible studies. But honestly, we haven't been trained very well to, to, to do this thing of, of laying this disciple-making foundation, making disciples that make disciples that make disciples. Uh, and so we are always available. Love to answer your questions. Uh, but one of the things that I think is so important is that you get your hands on, on, the, on great resources. And so we just want to make you aware uh, today, you can hop on Amazon. You can look for Crucial Conversations by Dan Greider, and it is a great starter book for how to begin to lead people to have spiritual conversations. Just a fantastic book for that. I encourage you to go out and get your hands on that. Plow through it yourself. Start using the stuff that's in it, and then you'll be ready to train other people as well. Uh, we want to thank you for watching the ep the, uh, this episode. Make sure you hit like. Make sure you share. Make sure you leave a comment. Uh, if you appreciate the content, look for us on the first Wednesday uh, of every month, and we'll see you then.